My days are filled with laughter My heart has known your peace I've traveled far Still there is far to go But in my heart there is a longing To look upon your face where you are is where I want to be You are my king You are the lamb Lion of Judah The seed of Abraham Son, you are the King of Israel. Every road I've traveled down, you have walked before me. You've made the light to shine out of darkness. Lord, I am looking for the day when I bow before you and lay my crown at your feet. You are my King. You are the Lamb, Lion, of Judah, you are the seed of Abraham, the Holy One, God's only Son, you are the King of who I am, Hosanna, Of my salvation, Hosanna! Oh, blessed be the rock. Yes, blessed be the rock of my salvation, Hosanna! Oh, blessed be the rock. Yes, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Hosanna, oh, blessed be the rock. Yes, blessed be the rock of my salvation. only son you are the king of who I am you are the king of who I am you are the king of who I am
have come to the most important part of the service. Can we all rise as we welcome my father, your pastor, Pastor Chris. God's only son you are the king of who I am. You are the king. You are the king of who I am. From the top I'm saying, I, no, 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 no. You are my king. You are the lion of Judah. The seed of Abraham, the Holy One, God's only Son, you are the King of all. Again, you are the King. The seed of Abraham, the Holy One, God's only Son, you are the King of all I am. You are the King of all I am. Lord, you Father, we pray for your help and your guidance by the Holy Spirit this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. On top of your enemies, yes. Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be here? We are grateful for everything the Lord is doing for us. And we have a great ordination meeting this afternoon or at 4 p.m. Hallelujah. Some of your brothers and sisters will now be presented as elders and pastors at 4 p.m. Some of the others that have done Bible school for three years will receive their certificates. It is a very important and joyous occasion if you consider yourself to be a brother, a brother means you, you are kindred to others, this family. Do you understand? You call yourself a sister, it means you have family. I'm talking about family of the house of God. So now that we will see them receive certificates, see them being presented, it is good Christian manners for you to leave your other chutetis and come and be part of God's work. Amen. 
That's all I'll say about that. Have you seen Forrest Gump? How many of you have not seen Forrest Gump before? Put up your hand. I know many of you are not telling the truth, but at any rate. It's a movie called Forrest Gump. Have you seen it? You must watch it, okay? Will you? You'll try? I greet Facebook. I greet radio. Can I have an answer? Is radio on? Facebook on? Twitter on? TSTV? Now I like I like movies. How many of you like movies? Action movies. Action movies. Not your type of movie, my type of movie. Action movies. So why I'm saying Forrest Gump, a, a movie is a drama. It's just made like you go to a theater, you can watch people act. But this is now on camera, okay? So it becomes a, a story. In Forrest Gump, there's also a nice story, but because I, I like movies, some of the lines always stick to my mind. You know your mind? You also have a mind? So some of the lines stick to my mind. You see? And in Forrest Gump, he tells a story to an old lady sitting next to him on a bus, at the bus stop. But every time he's finished with one story, then he says... And that's all I'll say about that. And then it goes on to the next story. Are you with me? That's where I get that line. That's all I'll say about that. Do you understand now? From the movie. Now I was in a meeting the other day. And uh, I told this to my team. It was the events. We have a team here called events team. Whenever there's an event an event like this afternoon, then this team will plan the event. Then I, I also said a line from a movie, but they didn't get it. So what sometimes happens is that the lines that I say, it becomes part of my preaching character. Just say amen if you don't understand. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. And it was a movie my wife and myself watched called The Scent of a Woman. How many of you saw that movie? You must watch it, will you? You'll try? <laughs> so I told them every time I say we'll try, then they must also repeat, we'll try. But it comes from this part where this man is blind. It's a beautiful movie, he's blind. And a young boy who's a university student, is looking for a spare time job. Do you know? Do you understand? Then they tell him he must lead this blind man. And then the story is about him and the blind man. The blind man was an army general and now he's blind. So he's very frustrated. Do you get it? Like many of you are frustrated. It's a beautiful movie. But there's a scene in the movie where the blind man is blind but he then sharpens his skills. He can smell things. Hey! And especially the scent of a woman. Hey! 
He can tell you what a woman's perfume is like. And then in the one scene, he sits next to this beautiful young girl who is waiting for her boyfriend to come at the restaurant. And then he asks a few questions and one of the questions is, can I, can I teach you how to dance? Then she says, no. He says, why not? And she says, he's afraid. Then he says, no, no, no. There's no need to be afraid. The dance, it was, we watched the movie because I was going to do this dance with my daughter at the wedding. But I realized it's too complicated and I left it. But it's, the dance is called the tango. How many of you used to dance before? Before you were born again? So how many of you know the tango? Huh? Or what do you know? Foxtrot. Give me some names of some dancers. You mustn't be so stiff in the church, man. Lang arm. What is lang arm? What is the real term for lang arm? Well, it's a waltz. Is lang arm the ballroom? No, but in a ballroom there's many type of dancers, isn't there? Now you get lang, you get the waltz, the cha cha, cha cha. What? The cha cha cha. Then you get this one of the dances is called the tango. It's like a Latin American. You see, then you must throw the woman so to the back and then you pull. You see that one? So, yeah, they played. No, it's not that. It's not that. My wife can play one of that songs. Then he asked the lady, can I teach you to dance the tango, Donna? Then she says, no. He says, but why not? She says, I'm afraid. He said, afraid of what, Donna? She says, afraid of making a mistake. He says, no, 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 no. The tango is not like life. There's no mistakes in the tango. If you, if you get all tangled up, you just tangle on. And now she's listening to him. Then he says to her, we try? And she says, we try? Okay, we try. She says, okay, we try. So I realize it's an important thing for me to say to you, because every time I teach you something new or something you've never done before, I will ask you and I'll say to you, we try and you will say, yeah, why not? Otherwise, you'll just remain the same unless you're going to try new things. Do you agree with me? Yeah. And this is the church that cares, transforms and empowers. You cannot be empowered if you're not going to do new things. Are you with me? Hallelujah. This morning, I want to preach something to you and I welcome all you people on Facebook. I see here, uh, I'm watching my phone, so some good men are also checking us out and ladies on Facebook. You're all welcome. This morning, I, I just felt I want to help you so much. Turn to Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, verse 20. 
You know, we are busy working and building. This is the year of building. Our year of building. Amen? We are building for the Lord. We're doing great things. And in the process, you are also learning great things. Amen? You are helping to build God's house and in the process, you are benefiting more from your help to the work of God. God has allowed us to have a project here so that it could be a catalyst point to bless you. It could be a point where your blessing lies. Are you listening to me? And all those that get involved in God's work, surely God will bless you. Do you believe it? Yes. We have seen, however, that a lot of people are not as involved as they can be. Is it true? Let me read you the scripture and that's where we'll start. Amen. For This is Paul speaking to the church in Philippi. You don't have to put this monitors that loud because it will give me a feedback. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Paul is talking and he says, it is a hard thing to take care of people. And I have no man like-minded to help me. Do you understand? Let's look at the NLT. I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. Wow. How nice will it be if I put your name in Timothy's place and say to the church, I have no man like Derek that really cares about you like I care about you. Put your name there. Now, as I was thinking about the sermon, I, I spoke about building the house of the Lord for the past two months, but I, I realize now it's a time to empower you. Say empower. How many of you would like to be empowered? It's great to have power. Amen? So I'm going to empower you with my teaching this morning. Because I would like to have more like-minded men and women to care for the state of the flock of God's people. Would you be that person? Would you be that person? Now, a pastor or any leader of any great organization, he always needs helpers. Amen? But it depends on your value to the person. How much the person can depend on you to help. Are you with me? Let me put it to you this way. As I was thinking about it, I don't know if you had this experience as a child. When we were children, we used to play soccer, like just informal soccer in the streets. Football. I don't know how the girls will relate to this, but the boys can. Now, generally, when you're a group of friends, then you choose two of your best players. And they must choose the team. Are you with me? So it's like this. Say there's a gang of about 12 boys. We're coming to play soccer. 
Now, but we're all friends. Now, who plays against who? And this is what we used to do. We say, okay, stand quickly, brother. Yeah, and now I'm here, right? Then I say, we're going to choose the team. I pick first, then he pick. You see? So stand, Jevon, stand, stand, stand. Stand, Gershwin, stand. I just want some boys quickly stand. So in other words now, yes, like Morgan, yeah, good. So now I say, Richard, I must not come take you away from the sound man. Sit, man. <laughs> say, I say, Jevon, my side. Then you choose, yeah, you choose him, Jevon. Come to me, brother. Don't you want to play for me? Yeah. Then I say, Derek. Virgil. Now look already, these two, they are starting to feel ish. Or we of no value. Or we of no use. See, so when I say this one, yeah, he's not really chosen. He's the last one left. Do you understand? Have you played such a game before? Where you must choose. And I don't know if you were the last few standing, but it's not nice. It's not nice at all. Say at all. Go sit down. Clap for the boys. Hey, Morgan. May it pass over you. But now you see, life is like this. You add value to wherever you are. And if you have no value... We won't choose you. Say mercy. You must say yes. If you have high value, you are chosen first. Is it true? Today your loving pastor will help you how to increase your value. So that every time you must be chosen, they'll choose you first. Is that a good empowering message? Would you like to increase your value? Or do you want to be of no value? It's a question I ask you. If you see me walking around, you'll see there's a few people always next to me. I've chosen them because in my eyes, they are of great value to me. <laughs> For many reasons, and I will share that reasons. And by the way, the message is called how to increase your value, part one. I wonder why. Because there's probably, eh? Oh, you're so intelligent. Oh, you're so intelligent. I love preaching to this church. I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your well-being. May I not say this word, may I say, I have many people like Timothy who genuinely cares for your white being. So Paul is talking about like-mindedness. What does that mean? There's a way of thinking. Are you listening to Pastor Chris? Yeah. But one of the main functions of a church is really to empower God's people. Are you listening? Never be offended by my preaching. If you are offended by my preaching, then you are offended by God himself. 
Because the Bible says God rebukes those that he loves. He chastises those that he loves. He says if a good father chastises a son, how much more will God? So sometimes the preaching is not so nice for you, but it's to help you. And I'm going to be sharing something out of my pastor's book. I got good news. I don't actually want to share it with you. I just phoned my pastor in the week and I sent him a picture of the building. And I said to him, you promised me years ago that you won't come visit me again in Cape Town. Because he came to visit me twice. More than other times, but the first two times was to my church. But now he subsequently has become one of the biggest pastors in the world. Really. I mean a man that has 4,000 churches. There's not anybody that can say that. 4,000 churches. I spoke to him and I said, you, you told me you'll never come to me again if I'm going to put you in a civic center, sports center, shop front, or what other school wall. You will only come if I have my own building. That was his push, pushing me. So I said to him, I sent him the picture and I said, it seems that we will be closing our building soon. And your promise, you don't ask a person, you remind him of the promise. I said, you promise that should I have my own building, then you will come again. So I said, I've already chipped the stone with your name on. There's a way you must talk to people. Are you listening? I said, I have already chipped the stone with your name on to say that you will come and lay the stone of the building. As soon as coronavirus is gone and you start flying across the world like you normally do, fly this way too and come and bless the building. He said, I'm excited and I'll be happy to do so. Hallelujah. So soon we will have Bishop Dagi with Mills to come and inaugurate our building for us. And he's going to do something else, but that I can't tell you. That's a big secret. Are you ready for big things? I told you if you want to be connected to me, you're going to have to fly high. Are you listening? No more chickens here. Only? Only? Vultures? No, eagles. Say eagles. Yeah, fly like an eagle. Soar like an eagle. You only live once. James Bond has a movie called You Only Live Twice, isn't it? But it's not true. You only live once. And if you don't use your opportunity, you'll be a chicken forever. God has intended for you to fly high. Hallelujah. And I see you flying high. All those who obey the word of God, who obey the instruction, you will fly very high. Hallelujah. So I'm going to help you with some of the stuff that he has helped me with. Amen. How to increase your value part? Amen. Isaiah 6 verse 8. This is a great uh, popular portion of the word of God where the prophet responds to the call of God 
Then I heard the Lord asking, whom shall I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? And I said, here am I, Lord. Send me. Amen. Here am I, Lord. Send me. So when you're going to work for God, you must learn to increase your value. And you must understand what makes you valuable. You say, Pastor, how? You must understand what makes you valuable to someone. And that is what I'm going to help you with this morning. And there are many things that can make you valuable. Because different people value different things. One of the first, not one of the first, the first one is you become valuable if you can be sent. Imagine you send your child to the shop and your child comes back with the wrong stuff every time. Oi wat gerop elke keer. Jou ma kan jou nie eens winkel te steen nie. And they cook for Kira Hood. One day my wife sent me to the shop to buy milk and I came back with cream. Full cream, one liter. It cost me, I think it was that time, 32 rand or something. 38 rand. And she said, but this is not milk, this is cream, but it's the same company that makes it clover, you see. So the bottle looks almost the same. I did, and it's white. So I didn't check. And then she said, but you can see by the till. 32 rand is not 8 rand. That time the milk was about 8 rand, 10 rand. I said, I don't know the value of things. Do you understand? Because I never go to the shop. So she realized from that day on, she can't send me to the shop anymore. I don't know what the bread costs. I don't know what the... I don't know the value of things. Things have value. You must understand the value of things. A person that wants to be of great value to you, must, to me, must be someone whom I can send. Can you be sent? Can somebody trust you and say, I can't come myself, but I'm sending Timothy? I'm sending or say, I'm sending Evans, I'm sending you. What's your name? I'm sending you. Because not everybody is sendable. Is that true? If I send you on a mission, you must be faithful. And don't change the message. Don't go do your own thing when you get there. Don't feel sorry for the people that I sent you to if I said go give them a warning. Then you come back and say, no, the people said this, the people said that. Can I send you? The people that work with me, that I often send, I can send them because they are valuable to me. And I know they will come back having accomplished that to which I send them to do. Now you, you, can you be sent? Can I send you? Can God send you? If you can't be sent, your value is not great. 
your value decreases. Are you listening to to me? Sin to do what? To do what the person tells you to do. Amen. Now I'm uh, many times I'm frustrated in, in, in leadership and it's probably normal. Then I realize Paul's words to Timothy said, there's no one like-minded. In other words, this frustration is not just common to Pastor Chris. It's pro- probably common to many good leaders. They are looking for like-minded people. Where I say, I can't go, but I'll send this one. Many times I've been asked to preach and I couldn't go to make the appointment. Are you with me? But I thank God that I can send Pastor Charlie or Pastor Robin because they can be sent and they are valuable to me. Hallelujah. So to increase your value, become a person that can be sent and don't change the message that you are sent to carry over. Don't feel sorry for the people that you've gone to take the message to. You do what the person sent you to do. Are you with me? If I say, go give that brother a 20 rand, then you come back and say, hey, but the brother said, he still has some more debt to pay, so I rather gave him a 40 rand. Hey! You didn't do what I sent you to do. So you are not valuable to me anymore. Are you with me? Well, we're not talking about people going there and using their own minds. No. To be able to do what the person who sent you to do, to do. I ask again, can I send you? Can I send you on any mission for the church? It's a question, you must think about it. Don't wish I jumped to point two. Think of point one. (laughs) Can you be sent? Your value will largely increase. Hallelujah. Number two. Your value will increase largely if you can bring a project to a close. If you can bring a project to a close. Many people start things. Many people can carry things to a distance. But not many people can close the project. Are you listening? I know many people that can start things. But to take it to the end will increase your value. Hello? And I'm speaking to a people that I personally know have a problem in this area. You start with fire, but you never complete it. Is it true? Is it true? At one stage, I was sending groups and groups of church people to just go make an appointment for a driver's, for a learner's license. And many of them have now accomplished it by God's grace. But some of them are still, still not there. Because they can start something, but to finish it, to push to the end, is of no use. What's the use of a nice car? With only three wheels. It's almost. Almost ready. It's almost 100%. Only one wheel is missing. But that expensive car. With everything in it. 
air conditioner. The what? The power steering. The power brakes. The nice metallic paint. It's of no value. If the wheel is not there. Just one wheel is incomplete. The job is not done. Pastor, we did this. Pastor, we did that. But you did not finish the job. And when I talk to you like this, I'm also helping you at your workplace. Are you all listening to me? If you apply what I say to you now, say now. Yeah, it's our way of speaking. <laughs> if you apply it, you will be a great asset to your boss or whoever you help in this life. They'll say, this one, when you give him a task, he completes it to the very end. Are you with me? Look, look. It's easy to come back with excuses. I work with people so I know. We've got a saying here, excuses are cheap. They are 50 cents for a hundred. Because oftentimes people say, I couldn't finish it pastor because this is a problem. That is a problem. This was an obstacle. That was an obstacle. You're, you're not of great value. You're not the type of person I would like to be around me. You know, I, I, I don't have a like-minded person. Because my thing is this, when we start something, we must finish it. Can I have an amen? Can you bring a project to a close? Mm. Amen. The Bible says Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. How many of you have heard that they say he's the author and the finisher of our faith? Many people are authors, but they are not finishers. I just gave, uh, where is she? She's outside. I just gave, uh, uh, what's Michaelin's mother's name again? Rochelle. Rochelle. I said she must run the tuck shop for us. Because there were some other tuck shop owners, but they never, they could never do the job properly. So I said, I'll see. I'll see, you'll start it now. We hope you can take it to the very end. We hope you can finish it. We hope you can finish it. Because every, everything you do will have a lot of challenges, man. You can't, you can't because of this. You can't because of that, pastor. Pastor, I can't recommend it as a gevolg van die. Pastor, I get gegaan to daar, maar to see hulle vir my die. No, 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 no. Your value will increase if you can come back and say what you sent me to do, I've done. Yes, there was a problem, but I've overcome it. Are you hearing me? No, you can get cross from me, cross. And you don't get promotion at work. You can't even get the job. It's sometimes these things I'm speaking to you about today. If Whoever sees you realizes your value to him or to her. You will never be without work. Are you listening? But because when they start to choose the team, you are always last. You don't have much value to the person who's choosing. Hey! Amen. Hallelujah. Number three, are you learning something? Are you, are you going to become a finisher? 
How many projects did you start you never finish? Break through the barriers and finish the projects. Amen. Number three, your value will increase. I am teaching from my father's book. Okay. You like it, see? It's actually for the minutes. This is for the pastors this afternoon. But I, while I was reading it, I realized this is good for the people. Amen. Your value increases when you can accomplish tasks with speed. Say speed. Say speed. Your value increases when you can f- accomplish your job with speed. Hello? You must finish what you started with speed. 33 years old, Jesus Christ hung on the cross and he said, it is, I've done it. 33 years old. Finish with speed. Isn't it nice to have a fast and a reliable worker in your team? Are you here? If you take long, if you take long with a project, it costs money. Do you understand? If, if, if you have workers that must work for you, there's a thing they say, they work by the day. Then the job they could have done in two days, they take four days. Why? Because the longer they work, the more money they get. Do you understand? Yeah. But if you say, for the whole job, I give you X amount. If you take two weeks, the amount stays the same. If you take two days, the amount stays the same. Guess how quick they'll finish the job. Because anything that is prolonged, it costs money. Time is equal to money. Do you understand? So if you want to be valuable to wherever you are helping, you must finish your stuff speedily. Don't take a whole year to do something. Are you all listening to me? This is powerful preaching. It's actually teaching. Are you with me? So if you can increase your productivity, you will be of great value. I will say like Paul, I have a like-minded person. Hallelujah. Say speed. There's a word for people that are slow. It's called phlegmatic. Phlegmatic. Phleg. Phleg is taken from the scientific word for flame. The phlegm. Phlegm. Which is what's phlegm? If you wake up in the morning and you've got phlegm on your chest, you go. You must get it out. Isn't it? My wife doesn't like me to do that. It's phlegm. It's like snot. It runs slowly down your trachea. It can't run fast because it's a thick gel. It, it runs slow. That's where they got the word phlegmatism. Phlegmatic. They stare at alles what they must do. 
I, I'm a choleric, so things, I want to do things fast. You even see when we do the building, it's, uh, why must we take long? Quick, 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 quick. If it wasn't for some plan, hold up, this, you would have seen, <laughs> you would have been surprised what we did here. It's only some technical hold up that's keeping us back. And if I want to choose people to help me, I'm not going to look for slow people. I want fast people. It increases the value of you to somebody else. Amen. Lekker, lekker, lekker. Amen. We gaan die preek. Amen. Then your value increases number four. With your ability to solve different types of problems. Your value will increase if you can solve different types of problems. Not just one type. You must be able to be a good problem solver in many areas. Many areas. You must return to whoever sent you and say, the problem is solved. The problem is what? You must become a problem solver. Bulldoze your way through obstacles. Hallelujah. Whether it's private or public issues, solve the problems. You know, I'm a leader, so I often have to give instruction. Sometimes when I get fed up of trying to explain what I want, then I say to my work, my team, or whoever's working for me is, just solve this problem. You're not, maybe you're not in the leadership capacity, so you don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm telling you, I'm trying to explain, and then I say, look, at the end of the day, I just, I want this thing like this. How are you going to do it? I don't know. Just solve the problem. Because that's the type of people I would like to have with me because they have add value to my life. Are you with me? So if you become a problem solver, guess what? Wherever you are, you'll add value to with that company, that hospital, with that restaurant, wherever you find yourself in. The chance. Are you a problem solver for the church? Oh, pastor, we had to cancel. One of the things a problem solver likes, like myself, I hate the word cancel. And when I started my ministry, it was a great problem with my, my, my first, my team, because every time there's a storm, there's a weather report, then it's canceled. I didn't like that word. Because I'm driven to finish what I started. Are you with me? Yeah. One day I let a man weld in the, I didn't understand that <laughs> you can't weld when it's raining because something with a spark and the arc, the spark versus the arc can make you a lark. But I was determined because I was given a due date by my senior pastor. He told me this, this building must be finished. This is not the first building I'm building. I was busy with other church building, renovations and stuff. So they gave us a date. They put a date on the wall. And we were pressing to finish. So we said, no. You see, we can't do it now because the rain and the spark will cause the ark to make me a lark. I said, brother, put a 
box over your head, man. Finish this work. And he packed his bags and he left. He didn't. And I went to fetch another welder. I said, brother, I have a problem. This brother says the spark is going to arc. I will make him a lark. But this thing must be done. I've been given a date. See, my brother said, okay, we'll do it. We put something over his head. So he was sparking there and the rain was falling, but he was finishing. I asked him, if you do arc from the spark, will you die? He said, no, you won't die, but it is a bit of a shock, you see. I said, then receive the shock for Jesus. And we finished the building in time. Because you see, why, you can't, why many of you are not successful, please bear with me, because you look for the first excuse to say why you can't do what you do. Yeah. I was rebuking some students the other day. I said, there's no reason for you to fail any subjects. No reason. You, if, if it's difficult to study this time, you study that time. If it's difficult to do this, do that. Are you with me? We are too many excuse people. Is there a curse on us? Is there a curse on us? The curse will be removed. You can't do this because of this excuse. I couldn't do this. No, you must press through. Are you hearing me? Finish what you were given to do. You know, I went to work straight after school. And then I realized while I was working, no, this is to earn such little money for the rest of my life. Then I was working in a factory where the people swear ugly. I never knew they can swear so ugly till I went into a factory. How many of you work in a factory where they swear very ugly? Woo! They just greet one another, then they swear one another. In the greeting. Say you, ah, Baba say, ah, Ekatioka Sini, ah, hey! I was so shocked. Because in my house there was nothing like that. Then I left school and then I, and I realized, no, I didn't do well. So I wanted to go back to university. So I had to have certain exemptions in my subjects. So I had to rewrite some of my matric to get a bigger pass percentage. Now I'm working in the day. All time I have to study is late in the night. But I press through. My father didn't help me. My mother didn't help me. My brothers didn't help me. Was me alone. I remember I took my thick raincoat got onto the train to Cape Town. That time you could still travel safe, train safely. Made an application, got my stuff, went to the education department, sorted it out, rewrote the subjects they needed on a higher grade. Push in the night, burn the candle as they say in the middle of the night. I didn't say there was no one to help me. I'm working in the day so I can't improve. You see, even if you fail once, you must keep trying and try and try till you finish the task, until you solve the problem. I'm talking to you, Mr. Failure and Mrs. Failure. You're always blaming other people for your condition. It must come to an end. Let me say of you, like I said, like Paul said of Timothy, I have someone now. That is like-minded. Are you listening to me? Yes. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Luke 22 verse 28. How much time do we have left? I'm finishing now, now. I'm finishing now, now. I'm helping you to increase your what? Your value. Your value is greater if you are involved in the building of a foundation. Your value is greater if you are involved in building a foundation. And I'll explain it to you now. Luke 22, 28. You are those who have stood by me in my trials. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I grant you that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on the thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Hallelujah. This is the words of Jesus to his disciples. Because the foundation of a building is the most important part to build. The people who help you to set up things. They are very important. Jesus promised his disciples. Because they were with him in the beginning. When there was nothing. He gives to them a kingdom. They will sit and rule nations. Hallelujah. You see. The people that are still with me today. That have the high positions in this church. And this afternoon if you have the decency. To come and look at your brothers and sisters being ordained. You will see there are rankings of pastors here. Rankings. And those in the highest rank. Guess what? They were those who helped me to build the foundation. Of the church. Yeah. I'm not the type of leader that is easily swayed by money. Or people coming to bring me money. You can't buy a position here. God gives positions here. And if I follow Jesus. Then the disciples that was with me in the beginning. Say beginning. I give to them a kingdom. Their names will be written on the foundation stones. You see, you, you, you'll see now when, this, when, we, when, that, when the edifice is built, the cathedral. We won't have a problem to fill the cathedral. I, I guarantee you. But when I started in the school wall, I had a problem getting a few people. Do you see now? If you can be involved in the foundation of something, it adds to your value. That's why you see Pastor Charlie, the one who preaches sometimes, Pastor Robin, those people were there from the beginning. Say beginning. Yeah. When there was not much glory and glamour. In this new cathedral, everything will be shining and glittering. You'll be pressing the lift to go to the third floor. You press the button, it makes blue. So, who, who would not like to come to a church in Diaf that has a lift? I think that showroom will just come to church to go up and to go down and to go up and to go down. The baptismal pool will run like water will run from the... Well, like, it looks like Moses said, it come from a rock and it will run into the pool. I mean, who don't want to come? We won't have a hundred members. We'll have a thousand members. 
but, but those that were with me from the beginning, I mean, you see that president that said beginning, that president, he confused me now. Is it beginning or beginning? From the beginning. You must lay a foundation. I'm teaching you. You must be involved when people lay foundations of things. Don't always look for when things are glorious. You see, that's why my wife is appreciated. When I had nothing, she was with me. When I was a student, she bought me my first burger. Hallelujah. I never ever could afford a burger. It was my wife who bought me my first cheeseburger. Eesh. Nangusha. So she will have a place of honor always. You see, from the beginning. And sometimes when you look back to your beginning, you don't look as nice as you look later. I look like a Lebanese terrorist. Because I had a little mustache. Can you believe it? I don't know what my wife saw in me. But I must always remember. That's why Paul said you must. The Bible says you must enjoy the wife of your youth. Who was with you in the beginning. Now I see some old men. They leave their wives very late in life. Hey! They're looking for a younger version. Like a 16 valve job. Because the mama is too old. The mama can't get into the car easily. Can't get off the car easily. Struggle to get on the bed and to get off the bed. So you just want to exchange her like that. You don't understand the value of people. You're looking for 16 valve. My pastor, Pastor Lafoy said, that 16 valve is going to blow the valves of your heart. You will die of a heart attack on the bed. Remember them who were with you from the beginning. Add value to an organization from the beginning. You see, Pastor Ali, he told me that he had an offer for a new job. And the old company also called him back. But the new job was a boss starting something from scratch. But he knew this man because he was with him at the first company. They do this furniture, leather, leather cities. And I said to him, you know, if you can help this man to start this thing when there is nothing, he will always remember you because you were with him in the beginning. So we made the choice on my advice. And just recently he told me, the guys told him, now that you helped me to start from the beginning, now the exports are starting to flow. There's a senior position for you. Because you helped me from the beginning. I'm helping you out to increase your, your value. Don't just say, you see, so these people who run because of the big cathedral, they welcome you. It's not, but I, I, I won't be so silly to forget those who were with me from the beginning. Hallelujah. One more point and I close. One more point. Mm. 
Your value increases if you can keep secrets. <laughs> your value increases with your ability to keep secrets. No king would like to have a blabber mouth by his side because many confidential things go on in the, in the, in the king's palace. When we were doing Nehemiah the other day, I told the people Nehemiah was a cupbearer. Now you would wonder why would a cupbearer be so important to the king? Then when I did a bit of history, I said that I, I read that he carried the cup for the king. So how can that be such a great job? You know why is it a great job? Because they say they say that in those days kings were easily poisoned. You see. So the man who carried the cup, only one man could carry the cup because of all the spies and the threats. And he had to be a loyal, trusted person. And he's always in the king's presence and hearing very special things being discussed. If he is a blabber mouth, if he can't keep his mouth, then he will take the important secret things outside. A pastor has many confidential things he has to deal with. If you are a skinner, me out. <laughs> then you, you will not be a valuable person to have in the inner chambers of the pastor's office. Because the good leader better on. And I'll tell you honestly, it's a problem with our people. They like to gossip. They even have a new thing. They say, kombina asavel. Come inside if you want to gossip. The other day I spoke to somebody. Well, let me say, one day I spoke to a young girl and I told this girl, the boyfriend is not good for you. You see? But I was telling her in confidence. I said, because this and that and that. Since she said, no, but can't you lead him to the Lord? I said, no. The Bible says you must not be unequally yoked. Don't, don't, don't make me say things that God didn't say. He's not good for you. Then she went and told the boyfriend, my pastor says you were a drinker, you were a smoker, you were this, you were that. You know, it's almost like she, she took what I said to her in confidence to protect her. She could not keep it to herself. She went to go and blast it in a wrong way outside. And I realized this girl will be of no good value in the kingdom. So sometimes when I speak to people, I must always be conscious. Is this a blabber mouth I'm talking to? And sometimes we that are clever, I include myself. But you, have, you, you don't have great value. If everything you say. Some people, like in a bank, there's a lot of money that's been counted. Do you understand? And you can see the accounts of people. That's why many robberies at banks is because the person inside. I seen he come Mr. Grobela geld al 9 o'clock in the morning. Da bialy say uncles is so in Leiden. Right, wacht for me, he come 9 o'clock. Because the people can't keep confidentiality. 
you have not good value. Sisters, jylle wat die probleem het, don't talk out so much. What will happen, if your boss can trust you, if your pastor can trust you, you increase your value to him. Say amen. amen. And let me finally close. A pastor has three closes. I used to. Your value increases. Let me give you this one. Your value increases if you can relate well with outsiders. The last day. The last day. This is the last one for today. Your value increases if you can relate well to outside people. Are you listening to me? Yo, you're so much. I don't know when I'll finish them all. But then, let me just give you this one, then we'll pray. Then we pray. If you can relate well with outsiders. Every time somebody comes to the gate, yeah, then I must run to meet the people. Because they might have questions about what we're doing here. And if I don't have certain people that I can send to the gate, I get concerned. If I see the wrong person greeting at the gate, then I run and I say, what? Let me do the talking. Because that person cannot speak well to outside people. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Let me help you. Not all people can do this and it, it, it decreases your value. I'm going to teach you two words now and you must never forget it. It's English words. To, 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 to relate very well with outside people, you, must, you need to develop the art of diplomacy. Say diplomacy. Just check there, you that's quickly on Google. Jylle wat so go, kijk vir diplomacy, ons gaat hom nou define. We're going to define it. There's another word. You must develop your diplomacy. Then number two, you must understand protocol. Say protocol. A church is a great place. You learn English words. You learn. A church makes you clever. You know that the church is the best place in the world. It's where you, many of you met your wives in any case. But now you're learning. Your knowledge is expanding. What does diplomacy say? Uh, uh, who's fast? Now they look at each other. You see, you, you have no value to me. Who's of value to me? My wife, you've always been of value to me. Read because the others are not of good value. It's just, his only value is carrying a mic from the person who knows to another person who knows. Forgive. It's the art of dealing with people in a sensitive and tactful way. Wow. The art of dealing with people in a sensitive way. And a tactful way. Huh? Now, if my people run to the gate and they don't deal in a tactful and sensible way, they might give everybody the wrong impression about the church. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't be trusted to deal with outsiders. Your value is not great for us. But if I know, if I send you, you will speak well. We have an art of diplomacy. Say again, diplomacy. The art of speaking well. Wow. And deal with people in a sensible way. A tactful way. 
Number two, I said you must understand protocol. Not everyone is skilled in diplomacy. Some people are too rough. Ooh, you don't want them at the gate. Protocol. You know what is protocol? The way things are done here. That's the way things are. The way things are done here might be different to the way things you do things at home. You must understand the protocol. Say protocol. Yeah. My musicians, we had to teach them at one stage, you don't dress like scholars. You must be properly dressed on stage. That is the protocol of the church. That's protocol. Now, it, protocol might even cause you to change your dress code. Are you listening? That's the way you dress at home, but here is a different protocol. Say again, protocol. I'm teaching you. You must adapt to the protocol. And it could even mean a change in your dress code. Look, let me tell you something. All you that defend wearing of earrings and all these nipples and tattoos that the men wear these days, go work for Absa Bank. They will tell you, yeah, sir, the men don't wear earrings. I tell you, if you have a long curly hair, they say, sir, you'll have to cut your hair because there's a certain protocol in the bank. Do you understand? Do you understand? And you show it. You, you can't hang your pants here, sir. Not in the bank. You can do it at home, but not in the bank because there's a certain... Now, if you don't understand stuff like that, your value is low. Now you come to church also. You want the pastor to accept the way you look. Yeah. You feel it's okay. You can wear tattoos, earrings, lang gekroeste, guma haar, wat die gewas is nie. Because that word protocol, you think it just works for the bank and for all mutual. It also works in the church. When they called Joseph to come to meet the king, the Bible said he had to first save himself. Because the king did not allow Mossache people to stand in front of him. The other day I saw a professor talking on TV. I think you must have seen him a lot. He's coronavirus guy. They always interview him on ENCA. He's got a big beard like this man. And I didn't say anything to my wife. But I was just thinking. Who was he who was in the as die baat nou heel te maar nat of hoe moet jy hier draai af wat om? A professor. Bosar, jong. Ek dink hy stiek sy kamme en sy anne, sy nailklippers, alles weg daar. You see, some people are unable to communicate with the public without offending people. Mm. But if you can serve the public in a good way, you become of great value to the organization that you serve. If I see Pastor Robonoy LPD at the gate, I don't have to run there. Because they've got what? Diplomacy. And protocol. How many points did I give you today? Let me see. Some people are just sitting and yawning and looking at me. It's no problem. But others are learning. What was the first point, Professor? 
If you can be sent, you become valuable. Can your pastor send you? Will you carry the message just like he was? Just see now, Derek, is it your boss who sends you with the cars to go places, right? Yeah. Derek works for a company, he started there as a cleaner. And not long after, when anybody must be sent, they give him the keys. That means you have become valuable to the boss. He's not going to waste the bucky. He's not going to go places where he's going to get robbed. He's going to do the job and come back efficiently. He's of great value to the company. Amen. Can you be sent? <laughs> Nowadays, they must put trackers in the buckies. And I'm a brain man, I say a company can't have a life. It's not valuable, it can't be sent because he's not doing the proper things. He's, de he's defecting, he's taking a detour from the mission that he was sent on. He had just had to go drop a parcel at the Perro Post Office. But he, he said, I guess now I'm auntie and Ravensmith. But I hope it's a tear dag and drink. Ay! So now they put trackers in the buckies um to kick varijella. But if they can trust you, they'll send you with a bucket without a tracker. They'll say yes, the keys. Because you are a valuable person to this company. What was the second point, Professor? You can finish the task that you are given. You don't like my teaching, but I don't care. You see, you need to learn these things. We give you something, can you finish it? Can you finish it? Can you finish it? Anybody can start something, but can you finish it? You become of value. You won't know what it means to sell somebody to this job. You'll finish it. Now, now, I'm a very, I'm a perfectionist, so I'm always looking over people's soldiers, are they doing what is right? But when I find a valuable person, then I know he'll do the job. I don't have to stand behind him because he'll finish it. What was number three? You must do it with speed. Yeah. Amen. My father had a saying, if he gave you something to do, he used to add at the end, Nivanani. No. Nivanani. And I see some young girls here, when your mother gives you something, you, you say, I'm coming. Never say that word again. Go immediately and finish what you must do. Say amen to pastor. Yeah. Don't say, I'm coming. But say, I'm coming. Say, do not know. Nivanani. Nivanani. Can you worry? No. Vanna? No. What will happen then? It will increase your value. My, my wife used to say that to the children. Then I say, let them wash the dishes. I was the dishes myself because the kids take too long. You see, it's, it's about speed. You have no value, man. You, you don't do anything. You're always slow. But God is increasing your value. And you start to do things faster. Amen. What was number four? I'm, I'm finished. I'm finished. Speak clearly so I can understand you. 
You can solve different types of problems. Different and number four, five. You are part of the foundation. Wow, you can start something. Your value will increase. Are you learning? Number six, what did I say? You can keep your secrets. If you're in the inner chamber with the king, you don't speak out what you heard in the inner chamber. You will also be a valuable person. Come on now. And the last one, I gave you seven, isn't it? I like seven, it's a good round number. You can relate well with outside people. You will be an asset to any company. Are you listening? You have two things, diplomacy and protocol. Wow. What a good lesson this morning. Are you learning? All right, let's all stand to our feet with pray. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Bow your heads in prayer. I want to make an altar call to anybody here today. You say, Pastor, my life is not right with God. I want to make my life right with God. I want you to pray for me. I want to be sure that when I die, I can go to heaven. I want to serve Jesus. Is there somebody like that? Maybe somebody brought you here. Maybe you were invited, but you want to give your heart to Jesus. Put up your right hand. I can see your hand. Is there anybody else you want to give your life to Jesus Christ? I see your hand. You want to start following Jesus from today. You want to be a good Christian. Put up your hand. Can those ladies come to the front quickly? I won't take long. Somebody just help them and guide them. The rest of you that must do the work with the books, just help me quickly. I don't see my pastors around. But help them, help them. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I need Pastor Ali here. I need Pastor Charlie or Pastor Robin. I need help here. All my other pastors. Every breath that I take. Every moment I'm away. Lord, help Okay. Alright. Is there anybody else that want to join them? To give your life to Christ. Are you sure that you'll go to heaven if you die today? You must be sure. You must have Jesus in your heart. Amen. Where's my little booklets that I normally give to the people? Pastor Charlie, I just wanted to coordinate the altar calls at every meeting. So that everybody knows what to do. Please. Ladies, I'm going to say a prayer and I want you to pray with me. Pray after me. Do you speak English? English? English, say, pray, pray this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. I want to serve you. I want to follow you. I turn my back on my old life. And today, I give my heart to you. Please wash me with your precious blood. Make me a new person and give me a new heart. Lord, write my name in the book of life. From this day forward, I want to be a Christian that follows you. In Jesus' name, amen.